Hello and welcome back to the Journey to Better podcast. My name is Tara and I am going to kind of dive into a few personal things today. I really have debated. I actually had already recorded something a couple weeks ago. Then I decided to do the episode Come As You Are and just kind of talk about a little bit. And I thought about just sharing what I had previously um, recorded, but I don't know. I think I'm just going to kind of go from there. It's been a really busy last few weeks. And when I had recorded that, I feel like I recorded it and then like a ton of stuff happened in my life and it's just been a lot. (laughs) And so although everything I said in that was very fitting and relevant and it's my life and it's all true and everything, I just feel like I want to record in this moment. So I'm going to just kind of go forward and share a little bit of what I wanted to share but just starting today. So um, what I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about was because my my life and the things that I share and talk about, you know, the struggles I've been going through, a lot of that has to do with my husband's mental illness and just how it has affected our lives. And I felt really strong that I want to share about this specifically and open up a little bit about it because of the fact that I had, when I did share on my Instagram page, I had such a huge outreach of people that contacted me and all these different women were saying, that's what's happening in my home. That's what my husband is going through. That's what we're dealing with. And it was, first of all, I was not expecting that. I, I just didn't realize so many people were affected by such specifically similar things. And you know, so it kind of just, that was interesting. And it also helped me to not feel so alone in my struggles. And so I want to open up about it because I feel that mental illness is a topic that we, we kind of shy away from a little bit because it is uncomfortable. It's personal. And sometimes it can be very, a very sensitive topic. And even with what I'm going through, it's a very uncomfortable thing for me to share because I'm opening up about a very private part of my life on one hand. And on the other hand, I don't know a whole lot about mental illness. I don't deal with it personally. I have like no family members that have ever dealt with it. So I don't, I don't know much about it other than what I'm now currently going through with my husband. So it's very new to me. And I don't know, like, are there things, are there right and wrong ways to say things? If I say something, am I going to offend somebody who does deal with it? You know, so it's, it's kind of like, I'm a little bit nervous to talk about mental illness, but at the same exact time, I think it's so important to talk about it because I felt like I was on an Island by myself and I had nowhere to go, no way to get there. And I I really was stuck and stranded and confused and scared. And as I have gone through it, and then as I've kind of started sharing and coming out of it and seeing the light and seeing, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm looking back on things and I'm saying, oh my gosh, like I see things very different and also more clear now that I'm out of it and I'm seeing kind of what it really is. Also, I'm seeing what when it all really started. And that's the biggest thing for me is that I did not realize what was happening when it was happening. And it it's really been going on for years. And the most like, well, the biggest stuff that happened that really were the like, oh my gosh, 
absolutely I was certain that there was something was not right and I had to do something about it was last year. So I really reference a year ago a lot because that's when everything in my life changed so drastically and also more definitively. But leading up to last winter when things really went you know, downhill real quick, leading up to that, it's been several years of things going down, but I didn't see them. You know how when you're in the middle of something, you, you do not see it for what it is because you're in it. You don't have that outside perspective. You don't really even realize that your normal has now become very skewed and distorted. And so as I'm out of it longer, I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that I didn't see certain things. So that's, you know, for me, it's more like if I can share a little bit of my personal experience, which is difficult for me to do, but if I can share and I can, if I'm speaking this and some woman is listening saying, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm going through. Or wow, that sounds really similar. Maybe, just maybe that woman, maybe it's you, maybe you can do something sooner than I did. And maybe that means getting out of a bad situation sooner, or maybe it means getting help sooner or the help is needed. And for everybody, it's going to look different. You know, for me, we got to a point where at the end last winter, October, November, and December, it's like my husband snapped and his mental illness became abundantly clear to our family. And there was, it was just a really scary situation and I knew a hundred percent, like something has to happen here. We've got to do something. We need help. Like this has to change. But before that, you know, I didn't know. And I, and it was, it wasn't until it was like, so, so, so clear that I finally was like, oh my gosh, we have to do something. But if, if I had known, if I had maybe even had, you know, someone in my life who had dealt with something like this before, maybe I would have seen the signs that I was, they were clear in front of me. I just personally didn't see them. That's my hope is that as I share, I'm not really, I'm not looking for, you know, sympathy. I'm not trying to, you know, be a complainer here. It's, it's truly for helping others. And I just, I want to shine a little more light on this topic that is sometimes glossed over, try, you know, people are a little too scared to talk about it because it's, it is, I mean, in a way it could be very embarrassing. It could be embarrassing to be like, oh my gosh, I'm in a home and my husband's going crazy. And I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, I don't even know how to reference really what's going on with him because he has been diagnosed schizophrenic and bipolar. So that's the diagnosis. But when I'm just kind of like referencing to somebody or if someone asks questions or if I'm talking about it, it's like his mind became sick and he, he lost his mind. He started being very delusional and, you know, very extreme about things. And some of his beliefs became just really out there. And so that's for me, that's kind of the hard part is that I'm, I'm like, okay, how do I talk about this without talking about certain things that I just don't want to talk about? And I don't have to, and I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to share anything, but I want to share enough that I'm helpful, but not too much that I'm 
crossing a line or sharing things that I just personally don't want to share just for personal and private reasons, you know? So it is just mental illness is a tough one and it, and it's a sad one. The people, you know, around the person with mental illness are so hugely affected by the person with the illness. And I had a lady um, on Instagram criticize me that I shouldn't be sharing my husband's private information. And maybe you as a listener are, are saying, yeah, I agree. And, and here's what I have to say about that. It is his private information, yes, but it is equally my private information. And it is my life and it is the trials that his sickness has brought into my life make it 100% my life. And I have every right to discuss the trials in my life. And so I do not ever share to make my husband look bad or, you know, at all ever try to bring him down. But in order for me to share my trials, sometimes I'm going to have to talk about the things that he is and the ways that it has affected our lives. And that's why I will choose to not speak of some specifics, but I want to give enough information that I'm sharing enough that you kind of understand what I'm saying, you know, without me having to give every single detail away. Um, but for that's for my sake, you know, I, I'm the one, well, and my kids, you know, our kids and, you know, me are the ones that are so affected by all this. Now, my husband is the, the person who is ill, but he's also very, very delusional. So he thinks everything's fine. He thinks that we, me and my children, that we're fine and we're taken care of. You know, he's believing things that are just not true. He thinks he's pretty much living in a, another reality. And so it's hard because I'm in the real reality trying to deal with everything and trying to get him help and trying to manage our lives. And he is just completely out of reality. And so it's, there's just a difference. And I understand that anything I'm saying here today, right now, could absolutely be bothersome to some people, especially if there is mental illness in your life or in other, you know, people that you know and love. So I hope that you can understand that my intent is not ever to bash on my husband at all. He is a man that I have always loved a lot. And he has, for many years, he was a very good and loving and responsible person that took good care of us. We've been married for 23 years. But when that person who used to be that strength becomes now a threat, things have to change. I cannot, because of his past, you know, good, overlook the reality that is happening now that has caused a lot of problems, has caused um, fear and, you know, there have been threats and things that I don't fully, I can't trust and I can't, I can't just gloss over them and say, oh, but he's always been such a good husband. Well, that's not the reality at this point. And I have to take that seriously, especially when my life is in danger and, you know, the threats have been kind of specific. And I, I have to take that seriously. I can't just assume, oh, it's not really going to happen. I have to take it seriously for me and for my kids. And the other thing is that we as a family, 
Um, we're not a violent family. We are not a contentious family. We've always been a very loving family. And, you know, me and my kids, we still totally are. But when all this was happening and it was getting worse and my husband was, you know, like kind of snapped, it it was so out of character for our family and the discomfort and trauma that it, it kind of brought into our lives was a big deal. And it was a big deal to me as the mother of this home for my kids to have to see such a different thing than what they were used to was hard. It was hard for me. It was hard for me to know that they were dealing and seeing and experiencing things that were brand new to them. They're like, what the heck, you know? And so I didn't want that to become a norm in their lives. I don't want them to think that, you know, yelling and, you know, mean words and threats are okay. They're not ever. And, you know, if, if you're in a home where that is happening and it's a regular thing, it does not need to be a regular normal thing. It, I believe in kindness and love and compassion and treating each other with love and respect. And our homes can be a place of peace and harmony and, that is so important to me. And if I have four kids, yes, they're older, they're not like little two-year-olds, but they are still impressionable. And I don't want my kids to get used to that as they're going into their years of now, you know, having their own homes, maybe being married, having families. And I don't want them to think that that's okay because they became desensitized to it because I let it stay in our home longer. And so you know, there, it's it's a tricky thing. I mean, it's something that I've had to try to figure out as we've gone through all this, as our lives turned upside down, as our financial situation went from excellent to horrible, as, you know, their their home life went from peaceful to chaotic, as their parents were both in the home and now there's one missing. I mean, just all those different things. It's been difficult. And as the mother... Um, you know, for me, I've had to make some of these difficult decisions that are affecting all of us. And I'm hoping my, my point and goal in any decision I have made has been for the good of our family and particularly me and my children. I have tried to get help for my husband and I don't have the control that I would need to make things happen. Also, the laws are different where you cannot make somebody do something. So, you know, I've tried to convince my husband, I've tried to talk him into things, I've tried to get, you know, get him in line with stuff. But unfortunately, the laws are that he has to agree. And he won't, he won't agree to go to a mental facility. So he is in a long term care facility. And it is not for mental health. It is just simply taking care of him. But he was homeless at the end of last year after everything went down and some really big things happened in our home. He was homeless for a week. And so I'm so grateful that he has a roof over his head and he has food in his belly because when he was on the streets, it was the hardest week of my entire life. I was sick, sick. I cried every day. I was it was hard. So to have him in a facility, not with our family, because it is not safe for our family, but to have him in a facility where he is at least being taken care of, gives me great peace. 
I've had a couple people attack me specifically saying that I'm the worst person ever because I'm, I'm evil because I'm just leaving my husband to rot in this facility. And to that, you know, I mean, number one, I don't, I don't really care what people say about me because they don't understand the whole situation. I have not opened up completely about every single thing. And so people don't know, don't know why I'm making the decisions I'm making. I have to know that they don't understand. And I know that what I'm doing is absolutely the decision. The decisions that I'm making are with my husband, my, and my kids best interest at heart. And if that means that he is in a facility, not with our family, and that is the best thing for our family, that's what has to happen. And I have a lot of people that have opinions about how I should do things and, you know, when I should do things. And the only thing that matters to me is that I'm doing what I feel is best, what I feel comfortable with, and when I feel ready. And, you know, I do have to take me into consideration here because I'm the one who has to live with the decisions that I make. So as I make decisions, I don't make them lightly. I don't make them quick. And I, and I try to make them with a very thoughtful and loving mind as I make any decision I'm making. I also take into consideration my kids' opinions and their needs. I have asked them and talked with them and been open with them through this whole process, partially because they were a hundred percent a part of, you know, they were here for all the stuff, all the times as my husband was going downhill, who is their father and my husband is their father in case that's not clear. They were here for it all. They, they watched it just like I did. And so they know I'm, I can't hide and shelter them because this was their life. And as I have made decisions or talked about maybe doing this or maybe doing that or whatever, I weigh in with my kids and I make sure that they are comfortable. And I will tell you, they have been very clear with me what they're okay with and what they're not. And so that matters right now to me more than anything. I have four kids who have been through a very difficult thing and I am here for them. I have to be their advocate and I want to love and care for them as they are trying to transition into their life, going from one thing to a completely different thing, you know, a year later. So with this episode, I just kind of wanted to share a little bit of kind of those personal things that I just shared here, because there's so much to a family dynamic, period. Whether you have a wonderful, you know, normal life or not, there is so much that goes on in life, in ourselves, and then within a marriage, within a partnership, within friendships, within mother and um, child. There's so much. It's so complicated. And then you throw into the mix mental illness or sickness or, you know, cancer or, you know, job loss or just whatever death, you know, and then it just, it just makes it that much harder. And right now I absolutely am doing my best at navigating this road that I know nothing about. And this past year has been quite the ride. And we are now, we have now approached kind of that year mark of several things, kind of the end of October, all the way till the end of this year, are all 
kind of a year mark because it started mid-October last year in 2022. And then it ended with my husband being taken out of our home in a cop car on December 19th. And then he was homeless for the next week and he was in the hospital Christmas Eve. He had saddle pulmonary embolism. And from there, then he wouldn't cooperate and then he wouldn't walk. And then they had to put him in a facility and that's where he is now. And he's, he still has not walked at all since Christmas Eve last year. Not once, not one step. And, and he just won't. He mentally, he, the mental illness is a big part of why he won't. He thinks that he's where he's supposed to be and this is what he's supposed to be doing. And so it's really hard because, you know, what am I supposed to do? I have advocated, I have called, I have tried, I have asked, I have, you know, requested all sorts of different things. And there's just a lot of things that are out of my control and I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to do. So, um, you know, the purpose in sharing this is so that I can be open about a tough thing and help someone else possibly that needs the help that this rings familiar to them. And they, and they know like, oh my gosh, like that's what I'm dealing with. I know that this has kind of been a lot and I've just kind of glossed over a lot of stuff in this one episode, but I felt that I needed to for some reason. And if nothing else, if this is a reminder to you or to whoever needs it, that if you are dealing with someone who is threatening you or, you know, just threats of death or, or any kinds of threats, manipulation or whatever, that that is not okay. And especially if you are being, if someone is threatening to kill you and they are not mentally stable, you have to take those threats very seriously. Do I think my husband would in his right mind when, you know, in a sane mind, would he hurt me? Never. He would never hurt me. He never has hurt me. He never would hurt me. But in the end, I couldn't trust that he wouldn't hurt me. He wouldn't, but the mental illness might have. There was a part of his mind that turned him against me when he was at the highest peaks of what now has kind of been diagnosed as bipolar. And we have always had a really good, healthy, happy marriage. But those moments were very scary because I didn't know who, which version of my husband I was getting. And it was, it was scary. And then it, it was very scary to my kids and that's just not okay. It's not the way you have to live. We do not need to live in that fear and in that confusion. And I just knew that something had to change. And I've been asked many times if I'm mad at my husband. And the answer is no, not at all. I am sad for him. I am sad for our family. I have compassion for him. And I I wish things were different. I don't know why this had to happen. I don't know exactly how it happened, but it's been several years, you know, looking back, it's been several years of things kind of coming about and things, you know, him thinking certain ways and then doing certain things and then just kind of slowly getting to where he, he got in the end. And he stopped working the end of 2020, just stopped. And he was a he was very successful at what he was doing. 
he's an insurance agent and, um, we lived a very good life and he just stopped and said that he was supposed to. So, you know, it made no sense and it put our family in a very, very difficult financial situation. And, um, anyway, there's more on that and more, more about that. But, you know, as me, as I was a stay at home mom and, and he just kind of was saying, this is what we need to do. And I, I don't know, it was very confusing. And I just, for a couple of years, I really just was trying to wrap my head around what the heck am I supposed to do? Um, you know, and that, that's the hard part is I just didn't know what to do. And he wasn't so fully, like clearly mentally sick yet that I just, anyways, it was very confusing. Um, so anyways, I know that this has kind of been a little bit of an odd episode and I hope that this is not too triggering for anybody. I will put triggering labels in the um, caption and the title and everything, but I just feel like there's, there are people that need to hear this and not a lot of people will talk about what I just talked about in this episode. When we don't share these things, that's what keeps the topic of mental illness in an isolated place. And no one then talks about it because no one's talking about it and because it is hard and it is personal. So I feel like if I feel willing to share this part of my life, then it could be possibly, hopefully a blessing to other people. It's not easy for me to share these things. This is my life. And I knew that if I opened up and shared about it on my Instagram in December last year, I knew that meant that people that I mean, you know, in my personal life that maybe I haven't seen in a while, that they were going to possibly hear this and learn of very hard and personal private parts of my life that they had no clue about. And that was a hard thing for me to have to like, I had to make that decision. Am I going to be open about this or am I not? So obviously I chose to be open about it because these are the very things that we can, as people, we can help other people through our trials. And I just wanted to share it because I felt that I should, and I hope it reaches those people that maybe it's meant for. And, you know, my intent is to always to help and serve and lift others. And sometimes that means that we have to, you know, do that hard thing by sharing the hard things and, you know, putting ourselves out there in ways that help other people to know that they are not alone. And that has been a big help for me as I have had so much support and love poured out upon me. And that's wonderful. And I'm so thankful for that. But there's other people who don't have support systems, who don't have family or, you know, their church or their friends or Instagram. And so I just, I hope that this is helpful to some people. And yeah, so anyway, that's all for today. I am going to end it here because this was kind of a different episode anyways. I hope it finds you well. I hope you have a good day and just keep working on yourself. You matter. You really matter and you deserve good things. And if you are in a situation that is not good, that is scary or not good for you, please know that you can do something about it. Reach out and get help. It is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. So take good care of yourself on your own journey to better. And I just wish you the very best. Have a wonderful day.